Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. You know, I've said this before, Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com with me. It's always the stuff off the air that, of course, is the, the best stuff that, unfortunately, <laughs> there's, a reason, there's a reason it's off the air sometimes. But how you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing very, very well, thank you. This This all started because you heard the tail end of the previous segment when I was talking mm-hmm. about the the unfortunate stuff that the women's basketball team dealt with over the weekend and it's just that you know the social media it's those social media mm-hmm. muscle heads I guess right. you know yeah I have always felt that social media in some ways has been a wonderful creation in other ways it's the worst thing that's our, our society's ever created like, yeah from a technological standpoint because what it's allowed people to do is like if I say something on Twitter, you know exactly who said it and where you can find me, right? And right. so I'm not be hiding some behind some fake name and some fake Twitter profile and all that kind of stuff. And you get a lot of people with Twitter muscles, you know. And I've always felt that if you want to if you want to quit this, the only way you can tweet at someone or put someone else's name in a tweet is if you have your real name, a picture of yourself, and your place of employment in your tw- Twitter profile. <laughs> and you'll get a lot of pe- that- people saying a lot less stupid stuff and. You know, as I, that as last I kinda, part, the place of employment, employment, yeah, that would definitely absolutely change a lot. And, and <laughs> it's just because, like, hey, if you want to say something stupid and you want to be a coward on Twitter, then that's fine. Let me know. Let let me tell me where you live. Give me your address, and I'm gonna have a couple words for you. You know, but that's what social media's done. Is if you want to say something like that, have the cojones to put it on a piece of paper, put your return address on there, and then pop it in the mail. So that way. We can find out where you happen to live and who you are, but I just I get I get tired of the people that go after play. It's one thing to be critical of a player's play. Hey, you know what? You can't turn a ball over like that. You need to knock down that three. I don't like tweeting at players. Period. I yeah. just you know go to the coaches, tweet at me, come at me. I'm a professional, whatever. But if you're if you're giving criticism of their play, it's fair game in my opinion. But when you start sure. going on personal attacks and attacking people and threatening people, big difference. You are the big. The, you're the scum of the earth, in my opinion, when it right. comes to sports fans. And there's no place for you, in my opinion. And I wish that uh, that's. But that's the one thing about social media is people can hide behind a keyboard and and anonymity and and be cowards. And that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and 99 percent of the time, like you said, it's it's you know the 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 people who don't even put their own name and or picture. You know, yeah, on, and on Olivia Miles will destroy every single one of those uh, morons in a game of one on one. If we're also being <laughs> for sure, that's well. exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, let's move on to to hopefully some better topics. Absolutely, the Don- rest of the topics there are going to be awesome. Yes, Dante Moore, <laughs> the five star yeah. quarterback, was on campus today at Notre Dame. I've seen all the pictures of still him. Still on campus. Still on campus right yeah, now. It's so be a two day visit. So mm-hmm. what are you what are you hearing right now? 
Well, it's gone very well. Look, Notre Dame over the last month especially has really done a phenomenal job with Dante Moore, and he has kind of gone on this this kind of this nationwide tour. You know, it's it's literally a bus tour with a lot of teammates and seven seven on seven teammates and things like that. And he's gone to LSU and Florida and Georgia and all these different places. And this entire time, Notre Dame's coaching staff, and it began with Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese put them in a great position early. And then over the last couple months, it's been Coach Freeman and Coach uh, Bowden getting along you know, on board with Coach Reese and just really as a trio, just absolutely crushing this recruitment. And Notre Dame came into this visit, in my opinion, in phenomenal shape with Dante. And and now it's about this next you know 48 hours is going to be about closing. And the staff literally laid out the red – well, not literally because it wasn't actually a red carpet, but let's just say <laughs> Dante's arrival into the Goog was met to uh, you know cheers and jubilation, right? And it went really well. Uh, they have made so far very sure that Dante knows that he is their guy. And that was a really risky move that the staff has made. It, it, I don't know if people realize this, but Notre Dame has turned down a commitment from one top 100 quarterback and moved back a visit of another top 100 quarterback – uh, in this spring period in order to let Dante know that you're our guy. They're literally mm-hmm. putting all their eggs in the Dante Moore basket. It was a risky move, but one they needed to do because that's what you had to do to have a chance to get a kid like this. And so far, they're knocking it out of the park, and they're hoping to put themselves in position to you know, secure a public commitment from him over the next month. And if they can do that, it's going to start a domino effect when it comes to offensive recruiting that could – you know, really give Notre Dame a chance for this to be a truly, truly special class. But it, he's the ringleader to that, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And it, just kind of along those lines, with with this taking place right now, are we in a pretty – just what you were just mentioning right there about getting this offensive haul to make this a truly special class, are we in a pretty important stretch, do you feel like, right now for Marcus Freeman and the Irish – you know, to try to end up with one of those top-rate classes when it's all said and done? Absolutely. In fact, I wrote an article about this this weekend, Sean, uh, that I, I'm sure you, 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 you're you referencing there. But it, it I was am. basically saying <laughs> – I appreciate that. Uh, I it, I didn't get a chance to read it yet. I saw the yeah. headline today. So Right, but it's it's basically the, the title is Notre Dame's quest for number one recruiting class enters a decisive month. And the, the premise behind it is is that, number one, you've got, a, you've got guys like Keon Keeley, who's a five-star commit to Notre Dame, and Peyton Bowen who's a top consensus top 100 safety, uh, who are both sort of taking other visits and open to other schools right now that are currently committed to Notre Dame that are going to be making visits. Keon Keeley was on campus this weekend. They're trying to get him back for the blue-gold game. Peyton Bone will be on campus in the blue-gold game. you got to keep them in the class. And then over the next month, there's some big-time players that, that will either make a decision to commit to Notre Dame or make a decision to drag their recruitments on, which would be bad news for Notre Dame. And it's it's guys like Dante Moore, it's guys like Braylon James, it's guys like Charles Jagasaw, who are all very, very highly ranked players. Jason Moore, defensive lineman from Maryland, I also have an article on. Samuel Mpemba, who's a five-star linebacker from Florida that Notre Dame has been the leader for for some time. He's well native of St. Louis, he's at IMG in Florida. And then there's guys like Carnell Tate, guys like... Monroe Freeling, who's an offensive lineman from South Carolina, uh, players like uh, Jaden Asbury from Louisiana, a, a linebacker, a big-time linebacker from actually from Baton Rouge that Notre Dame has done a great job with. That you've got to get some of these guys to jump on board in April, and if you don't do that, then it's going to be almost impossible for Notre Dame to keep their number one standing. Then there's some other players that are going to be visiting in April, hopefully that you've got to put yourself in position with that visit to then go into the summer with a chance to close. So whether it's closing in April, which is incredibly important, or putting yourself in position to close in the summer, 
This next month is going to determine whether Notre Dame is going to have a really good top 10 class or a legitimate top one to three class with mm. a legitimate shot at number one. That's how good this class is. But if you if you don't have big time success the next month and it all starts with Dante Moore, then it's going to be hard to maintain that that standing for Notre Dame. Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. So uh, the new defensive line coach, Al Washington, looks like he's kind of working some guys at some different positions, or he was Saturday mm-hmm. anyway. What would you think about that? Well, I think it, it follows a trend of what Marcus Freeman has always said he wants to have at Notre Dame, and that's positional flexibility. And it's being able to to be a situational football team. And, and Coach Freeman talked about this when referring to Al Golden, how he feels Al Golden can bring some you know a, a greater emphasis on situational football because that's what the NFL is all about. And situational football is essentially – you know, Sean is, you know, if a team's going 11 personnel, you have a package for that. If a mm-hmm. team goes 12 personnel, you have a package for that. You know, we've seen Coach Freeman do this in the past. And, you know, the uh, the Sugar Bowl, I believe it was a Sugar Bowl matchup against Georgia was a great example. Every time Georgia went 12 personnel, Cincinnati, who was a 3-3-5 team, would immediately run on 4-3 personnel. Like they just, hey, they're subbing, we're subbing. And it's even easier to do that in, the, in college football because if the offense subs – they will stand over the ball and give you a chance to sub. Right. So it gives you an even a greater advantage than maybe six, seven years ago before that really came into place to where if you feel like you have the versatility where, hey, look, they put their package on the field that we believe is a high-throwing package. So when they go to that package, we're going to put some of our ends on, on the field as tackles and get a really athletic front four that allows us to – to pass rush while also being good enough to play the run when they do run because that's the tendency we figured out. That's NFL football, right? And that's where college football is going offensively. And so you now have to be able to go that direction defensively. And a lot of teams aren't there yet. And and Marcus Freeman sees that and knows they got to get there. And that's, I think, what a lot of this has to do with, which is, hey, look, number one, we got to figure out ways to get our best players on the field. But number two, we're going to be able to, as a defense, Make sure that we're getting our best people on the field for specific matchups. And when you play the kind of schedule Notre Dame plays with teams from all different types of leagues, you need to have that flexibility as a defense. And I really like the fact that they're they're kind of working on a lot of that now. It seems to me, Sean, that they're kind of say, hey, let's get everything in now, and then we have the rest next several months to kind of refine everything and figure yeah. out what we're really good at. And, you know, I, 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 I can't say that I dis, dislike that strategy no i would agree with that um what about the young i saw i saw a little bit of video yesterday of uh some of these young linebackers were you able to see any of them yeah a little you're talking about like the freshman kids or, yeah exactly i mean they're athletic i mean that's the thing is it, it, they're more impressive going through drills than they are going through team stuff right now because in drills they know what they're doing <laughs> You know, that's the thing. You can certainly see the athleticism and the length. And, boy, they just add so much size. I mean, just – I mean, if you look at the linebacker position group, outside of Maris Lewifow, your next four biggest – or longest linebackers are the the freshmen. Well, I say next three longest linebackers are your freshmen. You you look at Junior 2 Alamaki and you're like, that's their biggest linebacker as a freshman. I mean, he's a big boy. Uh, It's a super athletic group, but they're still learning. You know, they're swimming right now, which is – going to kind of happen with freshmen and when you're doing the you know what we just talked about which is they're kind of throwing a lot at them now seeing what they can absorb and then just you know keep getting good at it uh, that's going to really hurt a freshman and it's it's a good time to do that now because you know it's kind of like in the spring you know you're throwing them into the deep end without a you know without a paddle but you know you got a lifeguard there to kind of help them along you know what I mean like it's right. 
it's uh, it's just that time of year where you're not as stressed about it because you don't have a game coming up that Saturday. So now's a good time to kind of do that kind of thing. But they're they're super athletic, but they're they're a long way away from where they need to be to help. But that's not expect that's not unexpected after five practices. But you can certainly see the talent. Wide receivers, any any early impressions on what you're seeing with Chancey Stuckey in that group? Man, it's Sean. It's it's. You know, I'm, I'm, I say a lot of things on my board about, hey, be patient. They're only five practices in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But offensive line-wise and definitely defensive or, or receiver-wise, you're seeing vast improvement from how just how they play the game. And, I mean, you're, you're watching him coach. I had my guys that were there kind of like video the whole receiver individual period because I wanted to hear him coaching. And it's all the stuff that, you know, I've been talking about. It's, it's, it's releases. It's emphasizing leverage and aiming points and all that kind of stuff and just really getting down to the – the basics, the 101s of receiver play, and you're already seeing the guys start to apply that even through five practices, and it's been a good sign. I mean, it's it's been a really positive sign. Talking to sources, it sounds like the players are loving it. Like they like like you know, Sean, great players want to be coached. They want to be mm-hmm. pushed, mm-hmm. and they've been very receptive to what we've seen from Coach uh, Stucky and Coach Eastan in regards to really challenging them and pushing them and teaching them. They're eating it up, and it's it's helped them. And then that's going to help the defensive backs and the defensive line as well. Uh, i got to be honest with you, Sean. One of the best notes that I've gotten from sources through five practices is our defensive line's having a tough time. And the, and the <laughs> sources are concerned about it. I'm loving it. Because last year this time it was like the defensive line just – it was so easy for them. They just yeah. dominated the O-line. Exactly. Because it was such a poorly coached unit. Now it's like they're struggling. It's the same kids that were here last year. You know what I mean? With the exception of what Kurt Heinish and – and, uh, you know, Jason Adamiola, who's not practicing. But it's one of those things where it's like, it's not because the players got worse. It's because the other side's gotten better and they're challenging you more. And I think that's going to be a great thing because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get them more and more ready for what's going to come in the fall. But I took that as a, as a good sign because Me it just means they're getting pushed. And the same thing for the DBs when they're going against the receivers because this is a, a talented group that's never been a question, but they're already showing. I mean, we're seeing Braden Lindsey make catches downfield clean with his hands. We're watching guys make contested catches that wouldn't make them before. We're seeing them get off the line more effectively against the same guys they couldn't get off the line with last spring. So it's it's definitely good to see. And I think Coach Stuckey so far, it's five practices in, but so far he's he's made a tremendous impression with this group. Brian Driscoll, irishbreakdown.com. What else is going on right now? Lots of recruiting. Lots <laughs> of recruiting. As I said, it's a big month for Notre Dame, and we're going to treat it as such in our coverage, but also we're going to have a lot of really interesting pieces about the team and just some things we're seeing and uh, certainly some intel pieces and all that kind of stuff. So you're going to say locked in to irishbreakdown.com. All right. Sounds good, Brian. We will talk to you Wednesday then. Yes, sir. All right. Brian Driscoll, irishbreakdown.com. We'll take a timeout when we come back. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues. A little Final Four Peak coming up on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 